You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction with Feel Good Sisters Ray and Heather. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, and your alignment with your source. When we feel good, we give the universe an opportunity with our point of attraction to receive even more good. We celebrate who you really are and who you're becoming. Welcome to another edition of Everyday Attraction. We're already laughing. We haven't even started the show. We're already cracking up. You're listening to your feel-good sisters. <laughs> this is Ray. And this is Heather. I love it. Right on, right on cue. And we we are here with you in this moment. Isn't this fantastic? Our ability to connect in this nether world of internet, whether you're listening to us live on Friday at 10 Oh, no, or noon Pacific time. I forget about this whole time thing. The whole daylight savings thing is making me crazy. Um, on Unity FM, or maybe you're listening on Stitcher, or maybe you're on iTunes where you can get us through the iPod app. Hey, if you've got a new iPhone, go get the iPod app. Actually, you might even have it on your little phony phone there that you don't even know about it. And we're all there. The archives are there. We we're just talking about the fact that we have 5,000 <laughs> shows so you can listen day and night god love you um <laughs> so we're here to talk about all wonderful things law of attraction uh, feeling good um what we want to talk about the spiritual life but you know what as we love to talk about every week the spiritual life is really being toes in the sand aware present moment eat your chocolate Breathe, breathe in the air. You know, be present. Pleasure. In, pleasure. Be in your senses. Pleasure. That's what we love to talk about on this show. We like to talk about, you know, how we can go deep in the simplicity of these laws so that they affect us every moment, every day, and uh, and how and just really feed a joyful life. It's not more sophisticated than that, is it? <laughs> it it's not. And not, it's just so simple, but it's like embodying, it's taking our spirit, our big, beautiful, our big, beautiful, bold spirit and embodying it into, and grounding it into this amazing body. Yes. And this experience with this planet swirling through space. I was listening to, I was just talking about how I'm obsessed. I just have to tell you people, I'm obsessed with this other podcast. Yes, I've been flirting with other podcasts. Take a breath. Um, Pete Holmes. You make it weird. Unbelievable podcast. Love him, love him, love him. He's a comedian, but he's also a spiritual guy. And anyway, if you go into their archives, he does this show with Deepak Chopra for like an hour and a half, two hours, where they talk about the fact that everything is perception and everything is consciousness. And, you know, your reality is not like someone else. Anyway, it's such a trip down the rabbit hole. It 
it's fantastic. So I recommend go check out Pete Holmes, You Make It Weird, and, and tell us what you think on the Facebook page at everyday, no, at facebook.com forward slash, what is it? Uh, Feel Good Sisters, yeah? Yeah, Feel Good Sisters. <laughs> you can also tweet us at every, oh, it's at, uh, oh, it's at, I'm so bad. <laughs> I'm such the worst social media aficionado right now. I have to remember right now what our Twitter account is. Is it at Feel Good Sisters? No, I think it's Everyday Attraction. Everyday we, Attract. We had it before we did Feel Good Sisters. Yeah, we should do that. Everyday Attract. Anyway, tell us what you what, what podcast you're listening to on the metaphysical spiritual realm, because we also like to share, uh, you know, wonderful tidbits. Of course, as many of you know, we talk about a lot about Abraham, Abraham hyphen Hicks, Esther Hicks. Oh, I forgot to tell you, Heather, I was at church. I go to Unity in Marin. Hi, everybody. Um, and this guy came up to me. And he said, hey, do you do that Feel Good Sisters radio show? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's me. It was so fun. Anyway, he listens oh, to the show. Cool. How cool is that? Yeah, he recognized our little picture. Anyway, he said he loves the show. He listens to it on his way to work. He takes the ferry. So anyway, that was so much fun. Have you run oh, in? Yeah, and you've been having awesome. great times with our with our listeners, too. I've been having some great conversations and sessions with our listeners, and I have to give a shout out to some of our um, really awesome listeners out in Australia. Um, this amazing couple who are coming to the States in a, a next week, um, and the husband said he goes around the house saying, feel good, sister. <laughs> so, guy, he's awesome. We are starting a feel good nation. But can I tell you something? Something occurred to me as I was getting ready for this week's show. You know, it's not about feeling good in some sort of fakey way. And I know many of you know this, but if you're new to the show, we're not talking about, you know, just feel good and just strong arm it and pretend and act like it, fake it till you make it. I hate that. Um, we're really talking about authentically finding your feel-good flow. And sometimes that means coming from some of the lower emotions. Sometimes you have to find your way, obviously, all the time you have to find your way from where you are. But it is about this authentic journey to feeling good, not some sort of, okay, I'm going to, you know, ride the the, the Grand Canyon and, and sort of do quantum leap into feel good because, you know, someone told me if I feel better, my life will go better. You know what I mean? Sometimes I feel like I, I want to get back to to clarifying that, that it's about authentically pivoting, feeling the path of least resistance, which we're going to talk a lot about today on today's show, because... Our Abrahams are obsessed with it. The path of least resistance. Have you noticed in the last yeah. number of workshops? It's all they talk about. I love it. But it's amazing. I how, love it too. Yeah. Don't you find that they get a certain theme and then it's like, and everything they talk about. Yeah. You know, like, like when they were doing, talking about the wobbling and, and the, the vortex and the, and the high flying disc. But the, the path of least resistance is great. It does get me a little bit in my head, though, um, just because I've been working on not being in my head. But it's when you think about the way they say it, it actually is like, oh, yeah, that's true. I do get to choose. You know, it's really about choice. Like, what's the better choice for you right now? And giving yourself permission 
to take the path of least resistance. I'm about, I promise, to publish my blog. I'm going to do it this week. I've been working on it, the flip side. I just have loved this idea of, of this flip side where, you know, we really talk about on the show and, and about the law of attraction and about life in such a way that's antithetical to what the cultural unconsciousness is. Um, and I love how different it is. And this path of least resistance is really one of them on the flip side where, you know, from an unconscious place, this could look like you're not being empathetic, you're being, you're not being, you know, really caring. And really, it's the opposite of that. Because unless you are in alignment, you have nothing to give anyone nothing to give anyone, including yourself. So this idea of the path of least resistance is for you to get into your flow, to get into your alignment. So not only can you serve your purpose, place, joy, but also be of service if that's what you want to be of. And ah, wasn't that a lovely segue? We're going to talk about being of service today and the path of least resistance. Um, I find a lot of people who are attracted to the Abraham work are teachers. And, and they've often said we're teachers of teachers. So if you find yourself in the Abraham kind of realm, it's no surprising that you might be a teacher at some level, whether it be a formal teacher or, or you end up consulting or supporting people. Don't you find that, Heather? Have you found that? Mm, I've never thought about it, but I guess it makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's really actually a philosophy. And I think teachers are are really assisting in in that area. So here's the problem with with teachers, though. And I say this with all the love in my heart. There's this idea that you can save somebody or that you can change somebody. You can be an influencer, which actually I like the word almost better than teacher. Influencer, which is really, as the Abraham say, most that we the most we can do for each other, which is powerful. Let's face it, Jesus was an influencer, right? But I think what happens a lot, and, and I, you know what word gets really stuck in my throat? That sort of healer, like healer, teacher. I mean, part of what's happening in that is this idea that you're here to fix something. That something's broken. That something's, thank you, that something's broken. Which on the flip side, life, there is nothing broken. Oh, take a breath. It's all part of its evolution. It's, it's always evolving and changing. And yeah, it's not static. It's, it's becoming something. But um, I think we have to be careful as teachers when we look to serve other people that we don't lose our alignment and, and just get into that place of, of really being um, of service at our, own, uh, at our own expense. You know, Which is about step four living. Yes. Um, because you don't ever want to go down into the rabbit hole when you're trying to save somebody. And I, I don't know, for me, I don't think of myself as a teacher, but more as a coach. My, actually, it's funny because my coach considers me a confidant of confidants. <laughs> oh, I like that. Um, but it's more just like somebody, it's an accountability partner. It's a, a checkpoint, you know, it's a sounding board, but again, then that's not somebody who's teaching you, you need to do this and you need to turn here and you need to stop that. And, you, you know, <laughs> right. Telling somebody what to do. That's annoying. <laughs> and I think the most powerful thing we can do as coaches, as, you know, influencers, I really like that idea of just holding an influence and people who are within the vibe will get it is that, you know, we really have to trust that everyone is on their path. Everyone is on their own individual path and they are having their God experience. And we have to get out of the judgy 
little judgy mode where they're wrong, they're out of control, they're not in their right place, all that kind of judgy stuff, which keeps us in resistance out of our alignment and really of no use to ourselves or anyone else. You know, so that idea of just taking a breath and really allowing. But what's tough about this is, yeah, maybe you can do this with your neighbor or your coworker, but when they're your daughter, your son, your husband, your wife, it gets a little bit more tricky, don't you think? <laughs> well, let's see. I don't have a husband anymore, so that's... <laughs> that makes it easier. My daughter had two meltdowns today, and that was interesting. <laughs> I, but the good news is I stayed in my well-being throughout the meltdown. Amen. And that was fun, actually. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But I think, I mean, I think that's really where it gets interesting when we talk oh, about. Yeah. That's because we're getting triggered. We get triggered by those we love and are surrounded by us. I mean, you know, that are close to us. And we feel a certain responsibility too. Like I am going to train them. I am going to whip them into shape. I'm going to change them for my own happiness. Like, you know, again, do you think, do you feel a responsibility for other people? No, for, for my children. Yeah. I mean, for the responsibility of like molding them. And, and I know a lot of that is kind of mixed up with some false premises and beliefs that don't serve me anymore. I think, you might want to slide that and say they feel responsible for helping you because they came in like cable ready and they're like, oh, this poor, these poor older people that are all programmed. Talk about the flip side, man. Talk about the flip side. Yeah, that reminds yeah. me of that book, The Conscious Parent, which I'm reading. I'm loving, 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 loving. If you haven't picked it up yet, oh, it's so good. The Conscious Parent, um, you know, sort of really seeing that, of course, our children are here to, to show us where we have work to do. Um, but I think it's really interesting because we I think we all want to be of service. It feels good to be in service. But there comes a point where when you're in the feel good flow and when you're constantly checking in with the path of least resistance, that a level of service no longer feels good. And I think that's where you have to say, you have to be really diligent and say, wow, okay, it used to feel good to send you money every month. But now it's not feeling good. And I have to be able to stay in my alignment and say, you know, I can't do this anymore. And I believe in your abundance. And I believe that I'm not your only flow, right? That you have other flows. <laughs> you know, and I, so I think really, it's this idea of not only serving somebody, and but staying in our own alignment to know when that service needs to to, to shift and move and change. That it's so a basically very basically you're saying, um, we're always at choice. And the choice can be different in every moment. Exactly, exactly. And the only way that we know that it's shifted is comes back to that place of path of path of least resistance, where it no longer feels good to do what we've done before. Like you remember on last week's show, when we were talking about the sisters and the mother getting together and praying, at first, it might have felt okay, but month four, it really wasn't feeling good anymore. And yet she had a responsibility, big R, um, felt a responsibility to keep doing this thing that no longer felt good. And it was serving no one, even though on the outside, oh, they're praying together. That sounds so good. But really, it was like resistance. Right. And, resi- and, you know, so this idea of staying very much present with our service and checking in with ourselves to see, yes, I used to serve on this board. I used to go be a part of this community, but it no longer feels good. And it's okay to say no. Actually, it's not just okay. It's imperative 
for you to stay in your alignment to really know what feels good and what doesn't anymore. And you have permission to do that. That is what you are here to do. Yes? Yes. Yes. I and like- I think you said that a couple of key things. One is presence. And two is we're always at choice. And so what serves us in this moment might be different than what serves us in the next moment. And so it's just being present with it and checking in with yourself in each moment, just, you know, not, not committing to something forever, just saying for right now, this feels good until it doesn't. (laughs) And then I'm going to let you know. And then it doesn't. Yeah. And I think, didn't Jerry and Esther always talk about when they would wake up that day and say, today, I want to be married to you. Yeah. And that's what I know today. You know, it's like this, this idea of till death to us part or until happily ever after of whatever choice we make today has to be the same choice we make 50 years from now is a little daunting for those of us who want to live in the present. <laughs> <laughs> and yet day by day, you can put 50 years together. So who knows? You can if you yeah. want to, if yeah. you're choosing it each day. Yes, for yes. sure. So with that note, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to listen to a recent Abraham Um, Hicks workshop, just a little appetizer that talks about being in service, path of least resistance, and how it truly is um, so much your gift to the world to be in alignment. Stay tuned. When you come back, we're going to listen to some more and have some more fun being together. This is Everyday Attraction on Unity Online Radio with your feel-good sisters. Stay tuned. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central. 1 p.m. Eastern on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to Everyday Attraction with Feel Good Sisters Ray and Heather. It's time to feel good and allow all that has already been given. Welcome back after the break. You're listening to Ray and Heather here, your feel-good sisters on Everyday Attraction, talking about service, being of service, 
Um, and also being very much aware of our path of least resistance as we begin to make choices. Let's talk about the PLR, path of least resistance. You know, I just love acronyms. <laughs> I love acronyms. I love them. So let's talk about when you hear path of least resistance, when you hear the PLR, what does that mean to you, Heather? What does that mean? What does that mean? What does it mean? Um, well, I hear the e- the easy route. What's the easy route? So to me, it's like, okay, is it easier to do this or this? It's just like the option, the choice. I love it. In that moment, pivoting. What I love about it is that we know that God's source energy, all that is, is resistant free. That much we know. Can we get an amen? So every, you know, we know that that is a resistant free zone. So when we choose the path of least resistance, we're moving toward ever so elegantly, gracefully pivoting to that broader energy that is the true us. That's the whole self, the true self. So when we take the path of least resistance, we're moving into that momentum that is source energy, that is broader. But what I love about this practice is it comes down to the moment. In this moment is the path of least resistance to go to that event or not go? Is the path of least resistance to say yes to that situation or say no? This is where it gets so interesting. Because on the surface, it's you where can, the rubber meets the road. And it could be different for each person in your party. If and, you had a group. Yeah. And every day of the week, you know, that's why it's in the moment conscious. It's right here right now. Um, you know, because what happens is, well, I committed to this thing, right? I committed to it. I have to go. And I'm just going to go. And then we get out of alignment. And then all this crazy crapola happens. And we wonder why. You know, because we knew we shouldn't have gone. We didn't feel like we want to do it, but we did. And that's where this whole responsibility on the flip side, responsibility can take a dark turn. And so it's this idea of just staying really present with ourselves and giving ourselves permission to say, you know what? It just doesn't feel good. And that has to be enough. I'm not going to make up some elaborate lie. I'm not going to go on and on because that didn't feel good either. If it does, go for it. But what I'm saying is, no, that doesn't feel right is enough has to be enough. And I know, I don't know if you have this with your friends, Heather, but with some of my pals, we get that. And so when, you know, they ask me to breakfast and I have, don't have really any other responsibilities, like I'm not going to make something up. I'll just say, no, it doesn't really feel right. They get it. But I can't do that with everybody. You know, that's, that's kind of the challenge. I don't know if you, can you do that with everybody in your life or do, or do you kind of pick and choose? To say that doesn't feel right? To say like the only reason you're not going the only reason you're saying no is it just doesn't feel good. Like you're not doing some whole elaborate discussion as to why you're not doing something. It just doesn't feel right to me. Yeah, I do. I that's and good. that's the only I I let go of the other people. <laughs> Amen, sister. The people that I can't say that to, then I can't be myself with. So that's not happening. I love that. And I've actually that. let go of a lot of people in my life in the last two years, but I have gained probably for every one that I've let go of, I've gained at least three to five, like extraordinary, amazing people because of it or in lieu of them. Right. Because worth it. (laughs) It is worth it because that way you can actually practice this alignment. Now, of course, we're not saying in every situation you can do that, but it is important internally that you be making the choice for the path of least resistance, that you be you be going into the feel-good flow, the comforting um, choice, the thoughts that ease you, and then how you need to explain that into the broad world. Like you don't want to call your boss and go, you know, just oh, I don't feel like going to work today. It doesn't feel right. <laughs> well, that, the other thing that I was just thinking about when you right before you said that was, 
And you got to really check in with your vibration around it. Are you in a high vibrational space? Or are you playing the victim energy of like, oh, I think maybe something bad's going to happen at work today. So I don't think I should go. You know, if it's like a low vibration. Right. It's not the path of least resistance. <laughs> so true. So true. We have to check in to see where our emotions are and where it is that we're that we are starting out. Um, but what's interesting is when we get into relationship, because the path of least resistance is really easy if you live in a bubble, but it gets a little bit more interesting when you're in relationship with others who have expectations, etc. So what we want to talk about on today's show is we're going to play a little bit about this pleasing and serving others versus staying true to the path of least resistance and your own alignment, the alignment of your alignment, the alignment that comes from your alignment. I love that they've been saying that too. They've been coming up with some really interesting phrases. So let's go to the well and put our cups into the gorgeous water and uh, drink a little bit of the Abraham. This was a recent workshop from, I think it was uh, Long Beach 2015. And of course, whenever this one was at Long Beach. We were talking about Sacramento, which is an awesome one, by the by. Um, go to abraham-hicks.com and order these entire workshops. We just give you a little morsel, but you can get on their monthly mailing list. And many of you Abrahamites know this. It is manna from heaven. So let's just play a little bit right now. This is, again, pleasing and serving others from a recent workshop, and then we'll talk about it. You are, for whatever reason, doesn't matter how you got there, feeling a little dissatisfaction with what you're doing. Maybe you're about to move in to one of those segments and you're really not looking of a little resistance to what you're doing to think, I wish I didn't have to do this today. Mm-hmm. So now you stop and you think, well, I do have an appointment with someone. So it's the path of least resistance to keep my appointment or to cancel it. Well, which is it? it? Of course, that feels better. What if you really didn't feel like doing it? Can you see yourself ever doing what felt best for you instead of what was best for your client? What if you had the plague? Well, what if you really didn't feel good? Yeah, I canceled when I was, you know, spewing. So in order to do what you'd rather do, you have to make yourself sick enough that that's the path of least resistance. Yeah, it's true. Because there is this service to others that sort of stands paramount to all things. You've made this appointment and... There's this service to others that stands sort of as paramount to all It's been things. my theme. Of one of my life themes is service to others. We know. Almost all of you have that theme going on. And what it really says is, I've been trained that if I don't do what you want me to do, then it gets really unpleasant. So path of least resistance has been to just give up on some of what I want and do what you want. In other words, because a lot of you have not been following your own momentum. You do mostly. But we're just saying that there's a lot of doing what you should do and doing what you think others want you to do because you want the mark on the chart or you want the awareness of others or you want the credit for something. And we really want to help you reorient just a little bit because way back here somewhere is this fact that if you get out of alignment with the expansion of who you are, it is resistance. And if you keep it up in service to others, 
you'll get resistant enough that you'll start resenting them and even the work that you do. Yeah. I you see what that. we're getting at? Yeah. You know it because you've been living it. At first, the path of least resistance was to do what they wanted you to do. But after a little while, it isn't the path of least resistance. And we just want you to not get so far down the road that you have to divorce them or that you have to run away from something. We like it when it's in these early, subtle stages where you're just saying, huh, this doesn't feel quite as good as it once did to me when it was a new idea. Maybe there's something new that I want to put into this. You see what we're getting at? Yeah really good opportunity to explore something when it's in the early subtle stages. There's nothing going wrong. You still enjoy it way more than you don't. There's just this inkling that maybe I'd like to do or experience something with a little more energy. And we're just here to say to you that anything that you keep doing that is the same, 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 eventually you're going to get crossways of it because you're expanding far more than you realize that you are. And the other people in your life are happy keeping you the same, 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 because your sameness adds stability to their life. But it's not your job to give stability to others. And that's that service and sacrifice that we're talking about. When you're serving others to give them the sameness and the stability they need, and in the process, you're getting a stronger and stronger resistance on your path, eventually, well, we'll just say it, it backfires 100% of the time. When you do something to please another, it's going to get you eventually. Now, hear that in the way that we mean it. Is service of others nice? Yeah. Of course it is, because being an uplifter is in your vortex. Of course it is. But uplifting them to their own self-sufficiency is in your vortex too. So if you saw somebody in the street bleeding, we know you'd help them. We know that you would. That's the path of least resistance. You couldn't walk away and leave someone in despair if you could do something about it. But when they come to live with you... <laughs> you might think different after a while. You see what we're getting at? Yeah. You have to sort it out for yourself. And you have to be willing to be sensitive enough to choose what is the path of least resistance for you. So in these terms, which is the path of least resistance? Eagerness or boredom? Eagerness. Of course. So which is the path of least resistance? Sameness or change? Change. So which is the path of least resistance? Drastic change or subtle change? Subtle. It's so easy, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Enough? I think that's good. I appreciate it. Thank you. That was interesting, right? Oh, yes. So, so the setup of that one, just to go back a little bit, was she's a masseuse and she's just feeling like she wanted to move on, but then she had all these clients and she was kind of dedicated to this whole practice that was no longer juicing her anymore. You know what I mean? It wasn't what she wanted. So she was really trying to figure out, you know, what is the path of least resistance? And I think it gets so interesting when we talk about your PLR versus other people. I love that I just threw in that acronym. Um, so, so did you, what came up for you, Heather? Because I know you work with clients and you know you have that sort of idea that what felt good doesn't feel good anymore <laughs> yeah well what I love about this is this path of least resistance links in with the um, knowing what you don't want helps you know what you do want so as you take the path of most resistance and you're like aha that does not feel good I do not like that you know whatever 
now I know what I do want. And so it's, it's, I like taking the path of more resistance sometimes to gain the clarity so that when I take the path of least resistance, I'm really clear that that's what I'm wanting. Such, Such a good point. Such a good point. Because we want to make sure that, you know, when you take the path of most resistance, don't freak out right? That's that contrast. It's like just really get a seed for what that feels like. So the clarity that comes um, and the fact that you choose for yourself. But what I what I really love, and, and then we talk about this, how subtle this practice is, how subtle, 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 oh, in the breath. You know, it's that, do I keep the appointment or do I cancel? Do I keep that appointment or do I cancel? This is that moment to moment pivot segment thing that is really so brilliant because this is where we start to spit shine our alignment. You know what I mean? Where we're like in it, we get spit shine our alignment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where you start to take it down to that appointment level. But did you hear that? And I totally related to what the woman was saying in the chair where she was saying, you know, well, sometimes I'll make myself really sick so that I don't, so I can cancel the appointment, but not upset the person. Oh my God. How insane is that? That's complete insanity where we'll actually, you know, bring on a sickness so that we have a good excuse where we could just oh, say I no. Oh, I see that with my kids. Do you ever see that with your kids? Oh, like, yeah. The only way they don't get to go to school is if they're sick. Right. How crazy. <laughs> How crazy is that? Right. Here suddenly we're like, you know, <laughs> compromising our immune system in order to get what we want, you know. So it's it's really and I hear this a lot where people say, you know, it's it's my life purpose to serve others. And I, I get a like a little like weird feeling in my stomach when I hear that. I like, well, I don't know if it's here to serve others or it's here to serve your broader expansion point, which happens to be a positive influence on others. I almost feel like when people say I'm here to serve others, number one, um, I almost feel like there's something underneath that that you haven't dealt with. Some religiosity, some uh, worthiness issue. Yeah, there's something there, right? Yeah, yeah. There, there's well, and then there's also the denial piece, which is if I tell other people what to do, then I don't have to look at myself and tell myself what to do. <laughs> Amen. It's so much easier to boss everybody else around, and then I don't have to. <laughs> I don't have to look at myself. Yep. I can go eat a pizza and be fine. Um, yeah, so that that's another part of it, too. Oh, shoot, we got to go take another break. But when we come back, we're going to dive more deeply into this wonderful segment of how to serve others, stay in the path of least resistance, and be a positive influencer. We're not saying that you aren't going to make an incredible and already make an incredible impact on the world, but you need to enjoy the journey that you're on in doing that. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. notice that there might be something not quite right, but you just can't put your finger on it? We may describe it as an inner stirring, a restlessness, a yearning to find our way home to our heart and higher purpose. Some of us may feel like we are living on borrowed time, that despite our accomplishments, what was once so important to us now just feels empty and meaningless. If you find your heart longing, wanting, looking for a path home to authenticity and purpose, join us for transformation, inspiration, hope, and possibility. 
Move toward your higher calling. Listen to The Call of Spirit with Evelyn Foreman and tune in to Possibility every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time here on Unity Online Radio. Just like life, grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Rev. Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'll light a candle in your name. Don't think about it. Let it unfold. Let it... You've been listening to Everyday Attraction with Feel Good Sisters Ray and Heather. To learn more about Ray and Heather, check out their website at everydayattraction.com or email us at everydayattraction at unityonlineradio.org. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. Welcome back to the shoe. I almost wanted to say that. (laughs) This is Ray and Heather, your feel-good sisters on Everyday Attraction, Unity Online Radio. And um, so we've been talking about being in service to others, but also staying in your alignment. And um, and we right before the break, we're talking about this idea of, you know, just being a little careful that you don't take on this sort of idea that you're here to serve others um, as your as your uber kind of purpose, because uh, serving others can change and morph and look different. And we want to reorient a little bit as we talk about what it means to serve others and be in your alignment and to stay in that path of least resistance, which is the path of God. Again, again, God's spirit, energy, whatever you want to call it, um, is a resistant free zone. And that's where the magic happens. That's where uh, we get to really co-create in such a big way. So it's fun to move toward that path of least resistance because you get into the zone where wonderful things happen um, in such an easy way. Because we were talking about that before, Heather, and that's something we keep coming back to is this is the powerful path of ease. You know, this is not pushing, cajoling, striving. This is elegant and complex in a yeah. beautiful way that you don't have to orchestrate. And I have to tell you, I've used this thing a couple times and I even put it in my blog. Um, you said it last week. You don't have to know the how. Source says we got the how you do the allow. I love that. I think that should be your book or your booklet or pamphlet or something. They're so good. That's like, I can't decide if it's a tattoo or a bumper sticker. I keep going back and forth. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you know. and it's, it's kind of like the, the piece that I give 
I always see everything in pictures and analogies. And I, I love the analogy of a room full of toys and you have a basket and you're running around the whole room picking up toys and you're just over here, over there, you're sweating, your knees hurt, your, you know, toys are just frenetic energy. Or you're walking from one corner of the room to the other and you have a huge magnet on your in your basket and all the toys are magnetic and they just jump into the basket as you walk through the room. <laughs> I love that. Except I saw the, like the magnet on your butt. <laughs> it's just like, things just stuck to you. And you're like, Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it comes to you. Whatever way you want it to come to you. you want it to come to your butt, it comes to your butt. See, you yeah. said visual. I had to go there. Yeah. But it is that idea of that's really what this walk with source is. It's this being present in the moment, allowing all the the energies that create worlds. I call that, you know, the entourage, your spiritual entourage to be there and say, we already know what you desire. We already know the path to it. And what I love is there's 5,000 paths to it, but they know the path of least resistance for who you are who you are today. They know the path of least resistance between where you are and where you want to go. Don't you love that you have an entourage like that? Whoop it up. That is fantastic. Because it all gets to be too detail-y otherwise. But I did love what they said in that segment about catching it early. Because if you're being of service to someone and it felt good for in the beginning, and it no longer feels good, you want to catch it before you do something crazy and drastic and put yourself into a, a constricted place where you have to lie or you have to get sick to get out of something or do you know that I know catching it early and then being able to say that's no longer working for me. And what's important is we need to take their reaction, their need for stability out of it, you know, because did you hear how they said, you know, same, 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 you're going to get crossways of same. Because you are always expanding. Didn't you love that? You can't do same, same, same. I can't imagine same. I mean, no. in a way, because we're so different. I, I was telling you that tonight. I was like, oh my gosh, in a week, it feels like five years sometimes, you know, because yeah. there's just so much expansion and so much shift and growth and change. And we're just such different people today than we were yesterday. So if somebody says, hey, you promised that you would be the same thing to me, you have to you know, remember to go back to that place of saying, but I'm an expanding being and you're an expanding being. So sameness is not serving you. It's not serving me. It's not serving anyone. Um, it is a, a, really a false premise that anyone can make that sort of same. It's like we, like you said, we have to check in with that relationship consistently and say, how's this feeling to you? Is this still feeling good to you? Is this still feeling, you know, and I think it's so important that, um, that we be able to understand that stability is not same. And it will backfire. It will backfire. There's a mat. It's just a matter of time. And so if we can catch it in the early subtle stages where, wow, you know, giving that tithe or doing whatever I'm doing is not feeling right. I have to find another way to serve that's feeling uh, right. And, and it leads you into probably a broader sense of giving back to your community, um, to those that you love, because now you're showing up with your whole self, not your cutoff responsible self. Right. Well, and then another, another piece of the serving to me is not just the doing in the serving, but the being. Mm. So if you are high vibrational and you're being your best self, 
then just by being that, you're serving in this whole silent kind of pleasurable, just a holding space kind of way that just has a different result. Yes. Yes. And I actually think more powerful than doing is the scene. It is. Is the scene because we really can be powerful. I love this discussion. Powerful, powerful uplifters when we can see others, you know, getting everything that they're wanting, being being able to see that resources are coming from all directions for them and holding them in the light to which they already are in source. Yeah. That's the most powerful thing we can do. Exactly. Okay. So I'm going to just admit, (laughs) because you talked about earlier about people feeling they're here to serve. I do feel like I'm here to serve. But what I think, because I'm going to admit this out loud now, when I work with my VIP clients, I'm like, here's what I know is that source has called me to talk through me, but to see you as source sees you, to verbalize how source sees you, I'm just here facilitating, like I'm the vessel, (laughs) just the messenger. Yes. But there's something about saying to somebody out loud that I'm going to be here to support you and see you the way source sees you. And that's, that's, that's what I do. You know what I mean? And it's like, I'm not telling you what to do (laughs) or how to do it, but I'm just going to be here and see you as source sees you. And I'll just hang there. And there's something really powerful about that. Like people love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's a powerful gift. Because, you know, being able to verbalize that and hold that energy, I think that's what the greatest teachers did. I think that's why we love um, to hear about uh, what it is to hold the presence of somebody and to know that they're okay. And, you know, I've said this before on the show, that one of the worst things you can do to a, to somebody and a friend is to say, I'm worried about you. Because what you say, I know this sounds crazy because on, you know, but not on the, not in the flip side life, the flip side life, this makes sense. Because when you say, I worry about you, you're saying, I don't think you're connected to source. And so I'm worried about you. you. I don't think you're capable of handling this or taking yeah. care of yourself. I don't think that you're sufficient, yeah. that you're self-sufficient. And that is, that's really robbing someone of, um, of that, of that gift that we can give each other when we can say, I never worry about you. Because I know no matter what's happening with you, you're going to figure it out. I know that that what you need is going to come to you in the most extraordinary and, and fantastical ways and in the most ordinary ways. And I believe in your abundance and I believe in your unlimited capacity to receive that. And, and just holding that space is so powerful. Um, and it's something I think it's one of the the biggest gifts that we can give each other. Now, outside of the flip side life and the other side, the, the unconscious kind of collective unconscious or consciousness, there is this idea that worrying is a way of caring for somebody, which, which is crazy. Because, I mean, I can see how that gets misconstrued, but let's just call that, you know, really a false premise. Because, again, when you say you worry, you're saying, I, I don't think that you're capable. And, and that's absolutely. Well, and then you know, you're presupposing that it's really up to you as an individual that you're alone. So when you feel alone, it is easy to worry. But when you know you're connected to source and source has got the how and you just do the allow, then there's nothing to worry about. So it's really about connected and disconnected or your ability to understand your connection, I think. 
Yes. Because we're all connected. It's just a matter of accessing it or sourcing it, sensing it. Right, right. And the most powerful thing I think we can do as teachers and coaches or friends is to um, to even hold that knowing in the face of what looks like a, a, con- a deep contrasting story, you know, in the face of what looks like a despair or difficulty or challenge. Um, our greatest love is to hold that light and to hold that knowing in the midst of the storm. It's easy when things are going well to say, I, I know that things are going to work out, but to hold that inside and, and and again, I love this idea, and I'm so glad you brought it up. That we are so much so much more powerful as non-verbal energy influencers than we are with any words that we try to spew. If we can trust that that talking about last week, that's the most powerful form of prayer that we can hold for others. That is that just in the midst of it, hold their truth. And I know that. You know, when you work with clients or as, as Heather and I do with coaching people, it's one of the, it's, it's one thing, but then to do that with your children. And That's what I was just going to say. <sighs> Boy. Your children. Yeah. 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 In the midst Think of Think about it. how the world is different if all of us talk to our children like that. Yeah. You know, because, and that's why I, I have a hard time being friends with a lot of parents because we have a lot of the hoverers and the micromanagers and they want to do everything for their kids or and it it is sending the message that they don't trust that that the child is connected to source or can figure it out yeah i mean i don't have teenage kids yet but i have friends who have teenage kids and this this um you know watching the texting and you know wherever they go and this gps and it's just this just saying i don't trust you i don't trust you i don't trust you and and listen i'm not walking in those shoes i am not judging but man that definitely sends a message that says not only do i not trust you i don't trust the source that is fueling you you know, I don't trust your connection. And it just gets this whole talk about a wobble. Um, and, and so, but we want to go back to this idea that if you haven't given yourself self-sufficiency, if you haven't connected to your own flow, there's no way you can hold that for your kid, right. you know? So it always comes back to um, what we can hold, how we can be, here it is. Ooh, take a breath. This is the everyday takeaway. How can you be in service to yourself first? Right first and hone that so beautifully that when you enter a room you can hold it for others just by being present not preaching not quoting affirmations not even quoting abraham but just holding that energy because people will say to you i don't know what it is but i just want to be around you and you're like dang straight because i just hold you and know in in that christ consciousness in that broader knowing i hold you knowing that all is truly well, even in the midst of this. I know that you're source energy. I know you're on your own personal journey. There is nothing more powerful than to hold each other in those eyes, because that's how God holds us. And that is really the, the way that we can serve one another so powerfully. And I know I love being held by that. I love people in my life who hold me like that. And I know how good it feels. And then I also know what it feels like when people say they worry about me or they worry about, oh, God, you know, I, I just think it's so beautiful when we see how it feels on us and then be able to make those choices for our own alignment so that can we, we can be powerful in our work, 
we can be powerful in our families um, because we've been powerful. Yeah. You know, and for you ourselves. just said you just said something about the way it feels when somebody else is worried about you. And it just kind of gave me that visceral experience of remembering that as a teenager or a young adult, when people are like, well, I'm worried about you. What if you don't this? And what if you never that? And blah, blah, blah. And I'm, and I remember thinking, who told you to worry about me? I never asked you to worry about me. That is not (laughs) some responsibility that I've given you or anyone's given you. So you're taking it upon yourself to waste some time and energy there for yourself. (laughs) It's so true. It's a mediocre connection of what we call love, but it's mediocre at best and it doesn't serve. Uh, And that is where on the flip side, we totally understand that um, that is not the way to be with us, even though it sounds like caring. It isn't. It isn't. And so it so feels so good to know that. And it feels so good to trust in that. Well, we have actually come to the end of our hour. How fast did this hour go? Let it go. Yeah, it did go fast. And remember to join our list, everybody on everydayattraction.com. Come join our list. Yes, please do. And sign up for a session with Heather. She's doing some fantastic work with business owners, CEO, entrepreneurs, people who are just employees who are working in um, very dynamic fields. There's an opportunity for you to get some business alignment. So sign up for that. There's a book a session on our website and look out for my blog. I am having so much fun writing this and I promise I'm going to release the four I've been writing. And I just want to say thank you, Heather, for this hour. And we say to everybody, feel good, sister. Feel good, sister. See you next time. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction with Feel Good Sisters, Ray and Heather. Join them every Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended. Everyday Attraction is sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com slash attraction. Bring more appreciation into the world. Send a card of appreciation and gratitude today. Sendoutcards.com slash attraction. the key to happiness. Would you like to find the fountain of youth? How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends, it is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real. Be vulnerable. Be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. This transformational program with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the
You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, only on Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world. As we examine what it means to be sacred activists in service of compassion and justice, we may find ourselves asking, how do we become a sacred activist? Institute for Sacred Activism founder Andrew Harvey says, follow your heartbreak. His advice echoes Gandhi, who once said, whenever you are in doubt, apply the following test. Recall the face of the poorest and the weakest person whom you may have seen and ask yourself if the step you contemplate is going to be of any use to them. Will they gain anything by it? Will it restore them to a control over their own life and destiny? So, whenever in doubt about the direction of your life, just ask yourself, what breaks my heart? Whose suffering is simply too much to bear? And then commit your life to alleviate it. Don't turn your face away from the pain and injustice that is so prevalent in our world. Courageously bear witness to it, and in prayer, dedicate your life to healing it. Gain more spiritual insight. Listen to Radical Spirituality and Sacred Activism with Adam Bucko, Mondays at 4 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. 